The home video update is sponsored by you. Yes, you. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash home video update to join as a patron to unlock exclusive membership benefits. Thank you for supporting the home video update. Hi guys, it's Mike, it's the 10th of November, just after 9am, and I'm back to do another actual weekly podcast. Um, I will warn everyone now, um, I've had technical difficulties all morning trying to get this thing to work. Um, I've got a new uh, USB-C docking station sort of thing, and for some reason the headphones and the mic weren't working through it. It seems to be recording now, seems to be fine, because I'll plug it straight in to the actual laptop which is stupid i don't know what's what's going on with it but it's really strange um so um i will check before uploading quickly and see what it sounds like but i will want everyone now um this will be a quite a short one this week because there is no new strange and i don't know quite why it's happening, I suppose, because it's getting into Christmas period and all these other things where, you know, people are, they've already announced their slate for the rest of the year. There's only people like the, um, maybe some of the boutique labels that haven't quite announced anything yet, but pretty much most of them have announced everything they need to announce um, and everything is all sorted from there. So it's the definition of a slow news day, unfortunately. Um but I will carry on and do what I can. Um, obviously, news doesn't exist. Um, I haven't watched a huge amount either. Uh, people that heard last week, um, I got some new speakers for my home cinema setup. And the first thing I tested out, obviously, you know, being Atmos slash DTS SX, DTSX based. Um, don't have Aurora 3D because no one outside Germany really does. Um, well, I wouldn't mind hearing it even like in a, a cinema type place i've just never yeah anyway um yeah so i thought well what am i going to test out and i did look through everything i had dtss x mark oh my god i can't speak today this is a great start dts x slash atmos and um i settled on <laughs> um 1994's the shadow from highlander director russell mulcahy um I'm a big fan of his work. I always have been. or probably always will be. I think he is a great underrated director. Um, mainly because I love Highlander. He made the best Resident Evil movie, in my opinion, which is Extinction, I think, the third one, which is basically the Mad Max film. 
Um, yeah, so why the shadow? Um, I've always loved a shadow. I think it's one of these things that me and Spencer alone have this big nostalgia for 90s stuff, especially 90s, you know, superhero, TV, comic booky things. Um, it's really strange um, how we both seem to have this sort of love. I think it's like an age related thing or a that's the time where you go into the cinema more because that's the age you are or something like that. Um, I did see The Shadow theatrically. Um, I rented it a lot on DVD back uh, DVD. Bloody hell, no VHS back in the day. Um, and then I bought um, the laser disc. I think I've only got the PAL laser disc at the moment. I haven't got the no. Tell I've got the PAL laser disc and I've got the NTSC one, but I don't have the DTS one, which I do want. It was a film that was only available in 4x3 for a long time. It was on um, DVD, I think, in 4x3. It was an open mat transfer. Then Shout Factory released a okay-ish version um, for Shout Factory. The pitch quality is fine um, on Blu-ray. Then a, I think it's Cape Light in Germany released it, but it's an older master, looks terrible. And then Medium Rare in the UK, which is a little tiny label who releases sort of leftovers. Um, they released a basic copy of the Shout version, which is what I own. Now, this is one of the top five, if not one of the very best, multi-channel sound mixes ever made. Now, you can say, oh, well, there wasn't many, much height effects in this Atmos transfer, or this didn't have this, or this, whatever. You know, it's like... This is a big thing that happens now is that people want their speakers filled, especially if it's a multi-channel remix, uh, multi-channel mix or um, a object based mix, as they call them. And I get that you've paid for all these speakers, you paid for all this lovely stuff. You do want this stuff to, you know, be the best it can be. I get that to a certain extent. However, <laughs> there are a lot of different versions um of films and there are a lot of different mixes of films and there are a lot of different buttons on my avr one of which allows me to fill speakers up now all right it's pseudo sort of this and mixing and that and whatever else but the shadow and weirdly the 3d version of top gun when i used to have height speakers not Atmos speakers, but height speakers. Um, those were the ones that really actually used them when you upmixed it into those channels. Um, the beginning, especially on um, the shadow, which is on the bridge, when you first actually see the shadow himself, um, that is one of the best sound mixes I have ever heard. It is absolutely insane. So. The shadow talks out of all the different speakers. It includes mixing up into those speakers. It is pretty exceptional. Um, there are a few others, a few more recent ones, but I think 90 sound mixes did have, and I've said this, I'm banging this again and again and again, had more inventive ideas and they did things a lot better. And this is one of them. Um, it does sound amazing. The Blu-ray doesn't look very good. It's a very old, old master. It's fine. It's okay. I wish it looked better. I wish someone actually put money. Universal or Arrow or whoever else 
put money into like a proper 4K master of it, that'd be lovely. But it is one of the best sound mixes. Um, there's a few other, like say, a bit more recent ones, like Book of Eli. That's amazing for actual sound mixing around a soundstage, like panning stuff around a soundstage. That's pretty amazing. Um, if you want to test all of your speakers out, especially stereo speakers, weirdly, there's two Paramount movies. There's Mission Impossible and Patriot Games, where there's drum playing over the Paramount logo, and it is in. it just moves your soundstage around left and right. It's pretty amazing. So if you want to test them, put those in and whack them up full, because they are pretty amazing. So next, I actually watched um, something, again, not in Atmos um, or DTSX. I watched Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. I was looking for something to watch, and I wanted something around an hour and a half, and it was now 45 minutes. And Shadow Recruit, I saw in the cinema. Again, the yawning's coming back. Um, and I liked it in the cinema. I thought it was a fun little film. I'm a big fan of the Jack Ryan series, um, as in the film series, the Amazon series itself. I've seen the first season. I'm a bit through the second season. I just was going to start watching it again literally last week and couldn't get through an episode for some reason. Um, yeah, so I've liked all the Jack Ryan films. Some of all fears is probably the weakest one. People say Shadow Recruit is, but I don't think it is. I think it's all right. Um, I don't like Kira Knightley. Um, not just in general, but just I don't like what she's doing in this film. I don't think she's... I don't know. I don't think she's got the edge. Um, she's pretending to have an edge um, to be sort of like ballsy. And I don't think it really comes off. I think it comes off across a bit false. Oh, uh, a sound mix is very good. It sounded quite nice. It bombastic when it needs to. And I like, I like little political sort of pop boilery thrillers. Um, and it's got some decent action where it needs it. It's not a full action film. Um, I like Kenneth Branagh directing stuff and then casting himself in it. That's always fun. But I got confused for a while because I confused. I, th- I knew Kenneth Branagh was in it and he directed it. And then I'd completely forgotten that Kevin Costner was in it. So Kevin Costner shows up and I'm like, wait a minute. Did Kevin Costner direct this and star in it? Am I really confused? Is is it Kevin? Oh, I don't know anymore. Oh, I'm really... And it took me ages to figure out, oh, no, there he is. He's doing his bad Russian accent. Oh, I remember his accent. Yeah, okay, that's who it is. It took me a while to figure that out um, because I completely forgot that he was in it. Um, It's an okay-looking 4K disc. It's obviously come from a new master, and it's a newish film. It's, what, 2014? Yeah, so it's it's fine. I like Chris Chris Pine in general. I like him as Ryan. He's fine. But it's nothing to write home about. Same as some of all fears. I think Affleck was probably the worst Jet Ryan. Um, it wasn't the worst film, like I say. Um, I think that Bridget Monaghan was better as Kathy than um, Kira Knightley was. It had its moments, but I think that it felt a lot like um, like a Mission Impossible film. Um, some of all fears did. Whereas this doesn't, it tries to do its own sort of thing and doesn't quite make it. Um, again, not perfect, not terrible, but it is what it is. It's 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 decent enough. Um, I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot better. But it was a fun little thing to watch of an afternoon. I haven't actually broken out the 4K. I watched every other 4K in that set, the Jack Ryan set, and it's the one I hadn't seen. Um, another one. Um, when I was talking a couple of episodes ago about watching like. Walk Amongst the Tombstones and films like that. There was always 
a confusion in my head between you know that and the next three days and all these things where which film was this that I had in my head for you know kids getting kidnapped or whatever else and I watched Martin Campbell's Edge of Darkness with Mel Gibson now I remember seeing the TV show when it was newish, probably not when it was first on. And then Martin Campbell remade it with into a film based on the back of, you know, him having success with Casino Royale and things like this. Um, and I remember liking it in the cinema quite a lot. I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, I remember liking it on Blu-ray. I watched it again this week. Um, and I really got bored and distracted quite easily, which for a thriller with quite a lot of weird bloody violence, actually. It's actually quite... I know Mel Gibson's got this thing um, that people started talking about, which I didn't realise was a thing until I watched this again, but all this stuff is, like, heightenedly violent. And this was very much like that. It felt like uh, Martin Cram- Campbell was a bit of a director for hire, um, even though it was his story, and he did the original, you know, the original TV show. Um I'd forgotten a lot of it, um, and the opening is quite shocking, um, and again, quite violent, and it did kick me in the head. It's like, wow, what was that? Oh, I forgot about that. But now I can see why people don't like it as much. Um, it did take a while for me to get that in my head, watching it, but I was just getting really distracted easy, and then Frank Grillo turns up, young Frank Grillo. I'm like, oh, Frank Grillo, he looks really weird. Oh, cool. And it's like, that shouldn't be what pulls you out of the movie. It should be... A thriller that keeps you guessing, keep you going, but it's got a great cast. I mean, Ray Winston's in it, Frank Grillo, obviously, and a few other people. But it's there's nothing there to really get you excited. It's it's a pretty standard thriller that doesn't do anything new, um, especially when it's coming from a point of it was already made once before into a TV show that's quite well regarded. Um, I have to get the TV show again. I think it is on Blu-ray, but I think it might be one of these DNR ma- like messes, and that's probably why I don't own it. So I might have to look for a DVD version, which is probably going to be quite cheap on eBay with Thorn. Last thing I watched was the actual first Dolby Atmos thing that I watched since getting these new front speakers set up, um, <clears throat> which is Ocean's 8. Now, I know a lot of people didn't even bother with this i'm a big fan of soderbergh i'm a big fan of the oceans trilogy oceans 11 is one of my favorite films of all time it's probably my top 10 i like them all 12 is probably the worst of the three 13 is great um not as good as the first obviously but it is very good i like them all i've always liked them all i think they're very clever i think they're very well made um they're stylish the soundtrack's amazing um the cast is obviously fantastic. The first is genuinely the most thrilling. It's got the best plot. It's got the best heist. Um, from there, it just... They were looking to just get the band back together and it didn't really work as well as it should have done, maybe. However, I still do like them all. Um, I'm not an apologist for them. I just enjoy them. You know, It's something that I like a lot better. Um, so... Ocean's 8, I was never against, apart from the fact that Soderbergh wasn't doing it. It was Gary Ross. So that was the only thing that held me back a little bit. I have no problem with, quote-unquote, gender-swapped remakes. It's not a remake. It's not gender-swapped. 
it's the fact that, you know, Sandra Bullock plays his sister, um, George Clooney's sister, Deb Ocean. So it's like, I get that. It wasn't about that. It was about the fact that Soderbergh wasn't really that involved. Now you have two members of the original cast coming back out from the original 11, which is cool. Um, not really needed um, because you've got an amazing cast of women in this. I mean, Helen Bollicart is fantastic in this. Rihanna actually is quite good. Um, Anne Hathaway is fantastic. Um, sort of lampooning the idea of this spoiled, stupid um, American actress. Very, very clever. Kate Blanchett. This is part of her sort of reinvention into like the sexy, like, what is she doing in this role thing? Because it was after Thor, Ragnarok and everything like this, or around the same time where she was appearing in these things. And she is fantastic in it. Absolutely great. Um, Aquafina's first time I think I saw her in anything. I know there's been controversy with her, um, well, her character, let's say it, um, in you know, in a comedy like she was in Shang-Chi and things like this, where she's reappropriating black culture and things like that. So don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. Um, I like this film. Now, I remember the heist being, I saw it in the cinema, I'd say, and I saw it, I think I downloaded it when it came out um, for home viewing and watched it again with a friend of mine. So I've not seen it a while since. I, I think I'd watched the 4K when I got it. It was a cheap German 4K. It was in one of their, like, really cheap deals um and i think i watched it when i got it and haven't watched it in a little while but i watched it last night and thought okay i remember some of this heist but then it feels less successful watching it now because for some reason i don't know how to put it it's um yeah, I don't think it really works as well as maybe they thought it did. It's got a lot of good ideas. Um, I say the cast is good. I like the script. I actually like the direction. There's a really weird green screen scene near the end where obviously it was a pickup and they couldn't get Bullock back into like a New York street or whatever it was. And they had to put her somewhere else. And it doesn't re- it just looks really bad. Um, but it's... I don't know how to quantify it. It's not as smart as it thinks it is. The twist of the heist feels a bit tacked on. The heist itself on its own is quite good. But the revenge part of it sort of gives way. I mean, the revenge part of it needs to be there because obviously that's the whole driving force of it. Um, But there's some, I don't know, the end reveal. And I won't go into it for people who haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, I think it is worth watching. Um... Yeah, I think that there are some issues with just tacking on an extra twist because they felt they need one almost. And I'm not sure they did need one. I think it was a good enough heist on its own. I think changing the heist around or adding something else to it didn't really work. Um, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the mood for it or something else. I did still very much like it. Um, I say the cast is fantastic. But yeah, it just, it looked good. Um, it didn't give the Atmos any real big workout. But then, to be honest, most people don't know how to mix anymore. Um, sound mixing is getting really, really, really rough nowadays. I think that there's not much wow. There's quite a lot of loudness. You know, the whole, um, 
what's his name? Um, Christopher Nolan, like stupidity of, oh, it's really loud. That means it's good sound mixing. Oh, I blew my subwoofer away. My speakers were blowing. No, no, no. It's that's not good sound mixing. That's just cranking up sliders. That doesn't mean anything. Like literally doesn't mean anything. It's kind of pointless. Um, you can't get anything out of you know, a nuanced sound mix. Look, let's shadow, you know, 1994, early on in multi-channel mixing, enough that they'd had a couple of years to play with it. And it was fantastic. Um, you pan stuff around, you move stuff through the sound stage, you use it where it needs to be moved. Um, it's this whole thing about locked um, center channel dialogue. So when someone's off to the right, they come for the center channel because that's what you want at home. No, no. Leave it as is in cinema. Near-fall mixers are stupid. You need to have it so... I think A Few Good Men actually does this on 4K, where someone walks from the front soundstage to the right, and they go into the right-hand speaker. That's what it should be. You should be using all those speakers because you have them, especially an object-based thing, because then it can map to the speakers you've got. So if you've got a 5.1 setup, um, and it's a 5.1 mix, then great, it's fine. But if you've got a 5.1 mix and it has a down mix of 2.0, it doesn't always work. So object-based, they should be doing more with it because they can do more with it because Dolby and DTS will suddenly go, oh, wait a minute, you've got this many speakers. Okay, let's put this here, this here, this here, that here, this here, that here. That makes more sense. That's the way it should be. Um, unfortunately, no one really bothers anymore. It's laziness um, or just a lack of skill. I don't know whether these people, you know, are still around anymore that were doing these amazing mixes. Um, let's have a look at the guy who sound mixed The Shadow, see what he's done since. Um, this isn't even getting to the main topic that I wanted to talk about, but it's. I think it's something that, especially when you're showing off you know, your speakers and things like this. And a lot of people do get very funny when, oh, there's no multi-channel remix. Oh, where's my object-based remix? Oh, well, I'm sorry. It was a film from 1994. They didn't have any of this stuff back then. You're not going to get all that stuff. That's not how that works. Um, right, let's have a look. Do, 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 do. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. I miss Jerry Goldsmith's scores. Cinematography, film editing... I want sound department. Do, 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 do. Sound mixer. Foley mixer. Is there no real sound mixer for this film? Sound effects editor, dialogue editor, sound effects editor uncredited. Okay. Sound editor. Can't find anyone that's credited as literally, you know, the actual sound. Oh, that's kind of sucky. Let's try and actually Google the shadow. 1994. Sound mixer. The guy would have gone up for a... um. An Oscar, which it should have obviously won, but obviously didn't. 
Let's have a look, see if I can find out. Okay, maybe it's Keith Wester by the looks of this. Um, sound. This is really riveting, obviously, me Googling something, but it's. I think it's quite important to look at this stuff. No, that's just a copy of IMDb. That's no good to anyone. Um, but Keith Wester did... Let's have a look. Well, he stopped in 2005. Does that mean he's passed? Yep. Damn it. Okay. Um, Cradle to the Grave, that Jet Li film. Perfect Storm. I want to rewatch The Perfect Storm. I might do that this week, actually. Armageddon. That's a bloody amazing soundtrack. Fair play. G.I. Jane, Air Force One, The Rock, Waterworld. Right. See, here we go. Here we go. This is someone who knows what they're doing, obviously. Black Rain. Um, what else is he mixed? Indecent Proposal, Coneheads, The Shadow. So in a few, few years there, he did The Shadow, Waterworld, The Rock, Air Force One, G.I. Jane, Armageddon, The Perfect Storm. That's pretty impressive. There's some amazing, you know, kick-ass sound mixes there. Armageddon and Wanna Watch Again as well. It's one of those films where, obviously, there's different versions of it. You have the Criterion, Lace Disc and DVD, which was slightly extended. Um, and the Blu-ray is literally the theatrical cut with not much of anything on it because Disney. Um, but maybe now Disney and Criterion are like best mates. There might be more play because maybe you get that thing with... Um, oh, um, Michael Bay putting his stuff on there, like The Rock and whatever else. We'll get the extended version of The Rock. That'd be nice. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where sound mixing, I think, died a death. Um, Blade Runner 2049 was pretty good. June was pretty good. I only really heard them in like... I need to watch both of those in this new setup, actually. June I might watch as well. Um, yeah, it's it's weird where... I think... 90s sound mixing was more inventive and had more fun and i think now it's either going for realism or it's going for you know some other thing that someone's dictated is the right way to do a sound mix and i don't understand it in the slightest um but that's what we're left with now apparently so um that's what i've been watching and a little rant on sound mixing and a lot of talk of the shadow so I was watching um, an older Tech Moan video. For people who don't know, Tech Moan is a YouTuber who looks at old tech um, and new tech. And he did a video on HDVMD, which was the third um, HD movie disc format. So you obviously had Blu-ray, which won, HDVD that came second, and HDVMD, which was the complete loser. Now, I watched this when it came out. I'm a patron of his. Um, but I was just watching some old videos because I wanted something to watch. And this format's really weird. Now, I've looked at some of them. I love obscure dead formats. People think I'm called DVD Mike everywhere because I was an HD DVD support. No, it's because I had lots of DVDs. The place where I worked had lots of mics. Everyone got a nickname, whether it was based on the last name or whatever else. I had a couple of hundred DVDs back then in like 90 nine maybe um and therefore i was dvd mike because it made sense 
or DVD. So that made sense to them. That's what stuck. That's what I became online. And that's where it is. I did own HD DVD because it was the first one out. I didn't get a Blu-ray player until 2006 when the PS3 came out. Um, and then I pretty much went exclusive to Blu-ray. I've still got a few HD DVDs. The only format, um, the only way I've got playing them back is the um, Xbox add-on. That's the only way I had to watch anything anyway for an Xbox 360. I know you can plug it into the occasional laptop and it still works. I don't know where mine is. It's in a box somewhere. Um, and I've got a few left over, but not many. I know I talked about them on a previous um, episode of the podcast. So I was watching this video thinking, well, that's kind of neat. And I do want to pick some of these up, some video eight pre-recorded stuff, you know, some weird stuff here and there of like old dead formats. I think it's fascinating, all these weird little formats and all these other bits and bobs. It's always really interesting to me. Um, And then I just got to thinking about, you know, old formats being what they are. That's great. Old formats. Lovely. What about new formats? Now, a lot of people said that obviously 4K UHD is going to be the last format we're ever going to have. Well, physical disc-based format, obviously. So they've tried with music to go solid state. Now, I, this week, bought a new Blu-ray player. I say new. It's a very old player. Um, It was the time when 3D Blu-ray players were coming out. This was a Sony um, one that was released. Now, I've been after a Sony Blu-ray player for a long time. I had a... 350 i think the model number was which was quite an old one um one of their first like mid-range or like entry-level ones but i've wanted one for a while or a pioneer one just to put into my music rack because in my music rack i have mini disc i've got a dolby s slash dolby hx um tape player cassette player sorry um, I've got an old Pioneer AVR receiver, which is um, basically the amp on this one. And I've also got um, a Sony turntable. But I was using my older Panasonic 4K player for a CD player, which is fine. You know, it's a very good audio player um, for HDMI or um, for optical. Even like analog, it's fine. However... Every time I pressed eject on my Panasonic 4K player that I used for movies, it would eject that because they're in the same room. That wasn't the main reason I wanted to go away. I wanted to go from, away from Panasonic because of that little annoyance. But mainly it's because of formats. So I wanted something that I could connect with HDMI to the AVR and listen to SACD. That's what I did. So I basically was looking around, looking around, looking around, looking for someone that was selling an SACD player cheap. <laughs> Occasionally they did good cheap, but it's very hard to find. Most people know what they've got and most people know what they're looking for. Same with Blu-ray players that do this or DVD players that do this. So I was looking for Pioneer or Sony because I want everything to be Pioneer or Sony in the rack. So it's a Pioneer AVR, it's a Pioneer cassette player, Sony mini disc and a Sony turntable. So sony blu-ray player makes sense this one um i can't remember the model number off the top of my head i want to say 840 no eight. Oh no so 373 that's what it is um, apparently it ends in a three so it's got a backlit remote is what i found out but it does support sacd 
Now, I haven't got any SACDs, but I managed to find some on eBay very cheap. Now, again, not very cheap. Um, I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan, so I look for Peter Gabriel ones. No, very expensive. Um, I had a look for um, Police ones. Again, very expensive. Roxy Music, very expensive. All the bands that you think would be expensive are expensive, obviously. Now, I've dabbled into bits here and there. I've got a Missy Elliott um, DVD audio disc, which I've had for years. Um, I've got a Peter Gabriel that is Play the Videos, I think it's called, which is on DVD, which is a DTS 9624 sound mix, um, which is pretty great. Um, but it's multi-channel or stereo DTS, I think, off the top of my head. Um, I've got a DTS CD of Police the Classics, the very best of, um, for the very short-lived DTS CD format. Um that I always thought sounded great until I got the SACD of the same disc. So I've got two SACDs. I've got Supernature by Goldfrap because I quite like that album. I've got it on CD somewhere. And I've got the hybrid um, 5.1 stereo version of that that came with a second disc, which has a DVD version or 5.1 mix or something like that. Um, that I've only got a stereo um, set up for my audio. And I thought, hey, well, I'll try this. And I tried to A to B the police disc. So the SACD stereo layer versus the DTS. Oh, my God. The DTS is so horribly overmixed and with added effects. And it just sounds so weird now. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, they've gone through high resolution, then high resolution stuff on like SD cards with music or on USBs like the Beatles Apple collection or, you know. All these other formats of music. I know Techmoan's covered most of these. So where do we go for video? Is it just streaming? I bloody hope not. Now, I'm, I've been reticent to stream music. I do when I need to. And I now do it through Tidal only. I had a Tidal subscription on my new phone for a while. And it was fine because they've got Atmos music on there. And it's fun for new music. They might have been mixing Atmos. Um... Older stuff I'm not so sure about because obviously it wasn't designed for that. Um, but it's fun distraction. It's all right. And they've got high-res audio on there, which is good. But I don't really use it. I only use it because I pay 88p a month for it because I found a deal through Turkish VPNs or some other weirdness. So I don't mind streaming high-res stuff. However... I'm not going to stream really bad quality. Same with video. I just don't like it. If it's the only way to watch something, and I've talked about this before, like Prey, um, then I have to watch it that way. Um, same with like the Disney Plus stuff, like Andor. If they released a 4K version of that on disc, I'd buy it in a heartbeat, but I have to watch it streaming. So is streaming the future or will there be another format? Could they go on to USBs? Could they go on to like a, a solid state format? They might. And I was thinking about this in line with also the new AV1 codec. Well, I say new, but the new graphics cards coming out from NVIDIA, Intel, and from AMD are all about the AV1 codec, decoding and encoding, because that's going to be the new future. Obviously, it's a much more efficient codec, and you'll be able to fit more on. But obviously, if we move to AV1 for disc-based stuff that's fine because you've got to fit a lot more and a lot higher quality you may be able to go 8k why i don't know because there's no content for it but you know that makes some sort of sense except for the fact that again 
We're throwing our players and we're starting again with brand new players. That's kind of pointless to me. Um, now, we've done this a million times for people who've gone through, like I have, VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, HD DVD, Blu-ray, 4K. You know, we, we've, we've, we're not averse to buying lots of things. I've got three Laserdisc players in this flat alone. You know, that, that's saying something. So obviously there is a market for idiots like us who into home video who want to buy physical versions of something. But where does it go? You know, because obviously you won't be able to firmware update all this stuff. Most things don't come with a disk drive anymore. Like my laptop has no disk drive. My old one does have a Blu-ray um, reader slash writer in it because I built it. I bought, bought it for that reason. I've got two 4K players in the house. Yeah, I've got, what, two, three, four Blu-ray players in the house. I'm not averse to buying new hardware, but will people do it? With the adoption of 4K HDD, uh, 4K disc, the new consoles have only just supported it. You know, the PS5 is not a feature-rich version of that format. Um, the same with the Xbox One X, Series X, sorry. The One X is the one I've got. Um Whereas that will do a lot more than the um, Series X, which is really strange. But there doesn't seem to be a reason to upgrade anymore. 8K sets have not got the adoption. There is no content for it. So there's no reason to have that. Having better encoded stuff is fine. But then when you've got things like Saturday Night Fever, which, you know, these apologists who think they know what they're talking about on um, all these forums going... Uh, well, it's okay, but there's better, more, there's more detail in this shot. But oh, it's actually not that. Oh, it's okay. No, nah, it's sycophantic bullshit. At the end of the day, that's a terrible disc. It's badly encoded. Now, oh, Dolby's a little bit better. Who cares? It's badly encoded. It's covered in DNR. So it doesn't matter if it's in 8K, 9K, 2001K. It really doesn't matter. What matters is the underlying master. So you look at Highlander. Everyone was thinking before that came out that it was the older master with HDR slapped on, maybe a new grade. It looks really bloody good. I haven't got my Italian copy from Eagle yet. It has been posted. I think it's going to be probably next week by the sounds of what the postage thing said. So it's a little bit of a wait, and I don't mind waiting a little bit. But it'd be nice to compare because for once that Studio Canal version, I think Fidelity in Motion did it, um, is gorgeous. And that's probably why, because Fidelity in Motion did it. Um, it's a proper archival release with the original 2.0 soundtrack. It is what I want out of a format. <sighs> so what is the future? You know, is there another disc-based format? Because I know some people do want it and some people don't want it. People are quite happy streaming, you know. My parents have gone from having like a DVD player they barely use to just using my Netflix account. You know, that's that's how these things work nowadays. People don't really care about this stuff. They only care about what actually works when they need to work. So my mum really wants to see um, the new Knives Out film. And that's fine because it will be on Netflix and she will be able to watch it on my account. So when that premieres, which I thought was going to be in November, but turns out it's a limited cinema release, and it's actually December, which is crap. Um, yeah, so when that premieres, that's fantastic. That's great. However, 
it's um yeah it's not very good because that's the only way to see that film unless you're obviously you know um watching on you know the weird limited cinema release but again will they release it on home video maybe i seriously doubt it though i seriously doubt you'll be able to go and actually watch you know a streaming a uh, disc version of that film and this is the problem because content's being made for these streaming people what's going to go on these discs you know what's going to end up on home video anymore when everything's made for amazon or whoever else where they've got sporadic things where they do release it on disc or they don't release it on disc I know Jack Ryan and Reacher are coming out on disc, which is fantastic. They should do. And it should be at a certain period of time so that they get the streaming numbers because that's where they get their money from. No issue with that whatsoever. But where does it go from here? You know, will there be another disc format? It'd be a shame if physical media died here. It does give us more chance here and there, though, because it means that, hey, maybe we actually will get the chance to have re-releases so something that doesn't look good like forrest gump maybe they'll re-release it in a couple of years you know remastered picture you know they did it all the time on blu-ray there were sometimes you got the same one forever and ever and ever and sometimes we get a new remastered version that's what i want i want a new remastered version i want versions that look good if i'm paying for these things that are going to sit around for ages and ages and ages then i want to be able to watch them so you know, that's where I want to spend my money. That's what I want to do. So I think with AV1, there is a chance we could have another new format. But I don't think it's going to happen in discs. I think it will be new streaming boxes that support AV1 or updated to cope with AV1. And that means that Amazon Prime Video will suddenly look better than 4k discs because it's a more efficient codec i think that's where it's going to end up i wish it wasn't that but i think that's what it's going to be i think physical media is actually dying as much as i don't want it to and i've been buying sacds this week and i've been looking at these discs online of highlander and things like this that's just me being old um i think most people my age are of the same sort of idea because that's what we grew up with collecting and I think the kids nowadays aren't going to get into that anymore and it's going to be the same thing all the time. You know, it'll be more streaming, more convenience and less quality. However, if they do start using these new codecs and do start putting more money into this stuff, then maybe we'll get better quality. Hopefully that's the way it goes. But I think that is, it's a death knell. I'd like to see a new format. I'd like to see something else. Would I buy it? Yeah, probably. Um, My OLED isn't 120 hertz or anything anymore. You know, it's quote-unquote out of date it isn't it's still i mean the panasonic since my oled were made have gotten slightly worse in picture quality so i'm fine with mine trust me however there are times where you think "Ah, maybe this would be better or maybe cool to do this but at the end of the day what i'm sitting in front of that i game on more than anything is my 4k hdr monitor that i bought because someone didn't know what they had on facebook marketplace um it's only 60 hertz, but that's fine. And I've got my 144 hertz um, laptop with my 3070 in it. So I can play games on that if I want to play games on that. Um, if I want high refresh rate, I can play it on the 1080p built-in screen at 144 hertz. Or I can play it 60, 4K, all the bells and whistles turned on on the HDR screen, 28 inch in front of me. 
that's also fine. If I want to play it on the main TV, I'm probably playing on console. And most of the console stuff, I'll probably lock to 60 and be quite happy with it, to be honest. Get more, you know, ray tracing and all these other bits and bobs. So it's an interesting thing about tech obsolescence and where it goes from where it is at the moment. Um, I don't think anything becomes that obsolete because, like I say, I've still got three laser players. One's in perfect use at the moment since I changed belts on it. I still listen to cassettes. Uh, my favorite band is 1975. I bought the new album on vinyl, cassette, and CD. I mean, what does that tell you? The cassette, it sounds all right. It's, you know, a basic type one cassette. It's nothing fancy, but it's fine to listen to. And like these kids who collect them for fun, I can actually listen to it. I could pop the vinyl on and listen to that. I can put the CD on if I want better resolution. I can go on Tidal and listen to the album in Atmos if I want. Choice is a good thing. Physical media is a good thing. I've got, if I want, I'm not stuck with MP3s of that album. I can listen to the PCM track that's on the CD and love it because it's fully uncompressed and it's the best version. Or if I want Bells and Whistles, I'm going to see Atmos version just for fun. So there are options there and that's what we should have as grown-ups is options to be able to listen to our content or view our content or play our content or whatever else. And that is dropping away. I do want another format. I don't think there's going to be one be interesting to see though because sony do like their formats they do like people spending more money on new bits and bobs maybe we will let me know your thoughts let me know if you think there's going to be something that probably isn't um and i do apologize for just being a bit more rambly and a bit more less focused but they say no news and i haven't watched that much so i am going to see wakanda forever i'm a bit of two minds about this Mainly because the lead actress being anti-vaxxer and being who she is on the internet, not a great look for me. Um, I might take a trip and actually go and see it in IMAX if I can get a day off work to do it. It's a bit of like a, it's about a three hour round trip for me. It's about an hour and a half each way. But it is worth it for some fun here and there just to get out of town and go see something a bit cool. Um, so I will be seeing that. At the moment, there's nothing in the cinema because they're all scared of what kind of forever around up. Avatar in a few weeks. Avatar, I'm not too sure about. If I can find somewhere that shows it high frame rate and IMAX 3D, I might go and see it as a trip. But the first one, even though I own about, again, physical media, four versions of it on Blu-ray, I'm not too desperate to, you know, see the thing. I've watched the trailer. It's okay. It's blue people running around again, isn't it? So, yeah, hopefully next week I'll have a bit more to talk about. Um, And... Until then, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll see you next week.